Hi, welcome to episode 563 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and this podcast has more listeners than any other podcast ever, period. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 645. Today is Fantastic Four 563 from March 2009. Mr. and Mrs. Thing by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. And the issue begins with a recap of last issue in the form of a blog post from Valeria Richards. This is when I really started to hate Valeria, now that she's like some kind of narrator for the series, filling us in from issue to issue. And then the story begins in Johnny's apartment. Some dude from Johnny's band, I think, comes in and Johnny is frolicking with two women who are dressed like Storm from the X-Men and the Scarlet Witch. They're apparently They've apparently knocked down a few bottles of champagne, but their clothes are still on. You know, I've said this previously, but it just blows my mind that suddenly, Johnny is the kind of guy who's banging a different chick every night, sometimes two chicks a night, at the same time. It's like he's got a completely different personality. It's like he's had a personality transplant. Comic book stories used to be wish fulfillment stories for 10-year-old boys. Now they're like, Wish fulfillment stories for 40 year old men. Now I'm trying to rack my brain, thinking back to all the decades of comic book reading experience I have, and I can't remember a single case where a character has been so thoroughly mishandled with an inexplicable personality change as Millar has done here with Johnny. It's jarring to see Johnny, so Johnny Storm suddenly acting so much out of character. It's like a completely different person. So the other guy tells Johnny that Ben Grimm is called, wanting to tell Johnny that he's engaged. Johnny is so excited, he leaves the two women behind, he jumps out the window, doesn't even bother to flame on, until he's falling through the air, and then he flames on. So a bunch of reporters are gathered in front of the Baxter building. Apparently, in 2009, people still cared about the Fantastic Four. I assume the upcoming press conference is about Ben's wedding. which has to come as a big surprise to, you know, everyone who thought he was, uh, not the marrying type. Debbie's showing her ring to Reed and Sue, all while they're surrounded by these servant robots that were made from Doombots, so they all have the face of Dr. Doom, which is so weird and so dumb. Why have your personal robots look like your worst enemy? And they have kids! You want to freak out your kids with your Doombots running around? If I had a personal robot, I would not want it to look like my own worst enemy. I wouldn't want a robot that looks like an anal wart. No way! I didn't say that. Edit that out. Johnny shows up to congratulate his best friend about his upcoming wedding, and outside, the reporters are wondering who this Debbie Green lady is. Someone asks if she's the woman who used to be the she, who used to be Miss Marvel. I guess that means the she thing. Someone else wonders why the Thing is marrying a ordinary woman. Someone should ask the question of why an ordinary woman, with her sight, would be marrying a rock monster. 
just then, her ex-boyfriend shows up, and he says to the reporters, Hey you guys, want the story on Debbie Green? Well, today's your lucky day. Well, so far, Debbie is the most boring character ever, so this story better be good. Back inside, Reed is talking to a hologram, a projection of Iron Man, and he's telling Tony about what Doctor Doom told him last issue, about some master, an evil genius, who taught Doom everything he knows, which not a character that ever existed before and should not exist now. Reed mentions that he has a family vacation planned, which he is not going to cancel, but he will continue to monitor the Doctor Doom situation. Reed notices something strange outside the window. What the blazes? He says. He runs over to the window, he looks outside, he sees Ben out, out there with a wedding present from the Black Panther dropped on the roof of a nearby building, I think, by a helicopter. It's a big statue of a Black Panther. How thoughtful. You know, I like to give out statues of podcasters as gifts myself from the Franklin Mint podcaster statue collection. Ben says it's like a big fertility mask. He'll get six healthy sons out of this gizmo. And Debbie will get a busted vagina. They look up and see Johnny riding something in the sky with flames. Congratulations, Ben and Debbie, it says. At no point does Reed turn to Ben and say, Really? You're getting married to a woman? Remember that time when we were college roommates and you wanted to... Oh, meanwhile, at Madison Square Park, Sue is at the playground with her kids and Debbie. Sue has on a, dis on a disguise sunglasses. Does that work? I've seen paparazzi photos of Leonardo DiCaprio where he's shirtless with an extra 100 pounds of fat, a big scraggly beard, a hat on, and sunglasses, and people are still like, Hey look, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think the sunglasses are going to fool the paparazzi. But then again, this is a comic book, so glasses are a disguise that works. Debbie can't believe she's gone from being a normal school teacher to having the Human Torch write her messages in the sky. Sue points out that being famous for having and having superpowers is tough, that being famous and not having superpowers, that will be a problem. This could put the children at her school in danger. I don't think she's marrying a wealthy rock monster and still keeping her job, is she? Debbie actually says, Super villains wouldn't attack a school. Sue replies, I think you're being naive, Debs. Is this where she comes to her senses and realizes that it's too dangerous being married to a superhero? Oh, and by the way, that superhero is a rock monster. Sue goes on to say that she's happy for Ben and for Debbie, but she's got to know what she's getting into. Meanwhile, in that dimension we saw at the end of last issue, the one where Doctor Doom's so-called master appeared, now the entire city is devastated. The infrastructure is crumbling and dilapidated. The streets are strewn with dead bodies. It's carnage! Carnage, I tell you! We see that the Master has killed all the superheroes. Spider-Man, Captain America, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. <laughs> Just kidding. No, not Moon Knight. He doesn't even get the dignity of having his dead body appear in the pages of the Fantastic Four. That world's Reed Richards is still alive, and the Master... By the way, there was an Alpha Flight villain also called the Master. I assume it's not the same guy. So the Master is bragging about how he killed the Thing. Reed wants to know why the Master has killed everyone. And he replies, as he rips out Reed's heart, We kill 
That is just the way things are. Well, that was a heartless thing to do. They noticed the Human Torch, a character called Jack Richards in this reality, is still alive nearby. He flies off, turns around, builds up some speed, flies back toward the Master and his assistant, or whoever he is, but the Master easily knocks him out of the sky and then kills him. And as their last action, the Master turns his attention to the sun, and the sun blows up. They discuss what to do next, and they decide to visit the Master's old protege, Dr. Doom. If the Master just likes to travel from place to place killing people and destroying worlds, why waste his time training Dr. Doom? What's the point of that? And secondly, Dr. Doom doesn't have a master. Mark Millar is full of shit, this story is shit, I do not like it, not one bit. Meanwhile, in Dr. Doom's prison cell in The Hague, some guards ask, Why is he smiling? Talking about Dr. Doom. Who is wearing a full metal face mask? There's no way they can t there's no way they can see him smiling behind a metal mask. Brian Hitch tries to draw Dr. Doom smiling, and you can see a bit of his mouth, but you can't tell he's smiling because he's wearing a full metal mask. You'll see, Dr. Doom replies. Why is Dr. Doom happy? If the Master is going to come back and destroy Earth, that's not good news for anybody, not even Dr. Doom. And why the hell do they keep Dr. Doom in a cell, but leave his armor on? Take off the armor, you idiots! That's like basic prison keeping 101. When you're keeping a prisoner, take off a suit of armor filled with deadly weapons. Okay, so far, I thought Mark Millar's first two stories were okay, but this is just terrible. Doom has a master? Highly unlikely. Ben wanting to get married to a woman? Even more unlikely. This run can't end soon enough. But that is the end of this issue. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott, PodcastFF. And you can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. <laughs>